Hi and welcome to episode 9 of the season 1 of the Heal Thy Gut podcast. I'm Jackie and today's theme is all about promoting the benefits of social innovation and creating the grassroots initiatives. Today I welcome Luke Owens who at the age of 21 the Foundation for Young Australians named him one of the top 50 young and extraordinary change agents in Australia for his efforts in raising $500,000 for youth homelessness. Luke's philosophy is simple. He believes in shaping a life centred around one's own values. He was the recipient of the 2013 National Pride of Australia medal and was named as the 2014 Young Australian of the Year finalist. He lives in Morong, Victoria with his wife, Laura, and their Labrador banjo. We hope that you enjoy our discussion and get a lot out of it and see the value of community engagement. Hi Luke, how are you today? Hey Jackie, it's so good to hear from you. I'm going really well, thank you. How are you today? I'm going really well. I wish it was not raining, but I'm enjoying talking to you today. Oh, thank you so much. It's it's um, yeah, the weather's not too bad here in Bendigo, Victoria, and um, it is so good to talk to you again after all these years. I think the last time that we were talking in person was about five years ago at a I think it was like a workshop that I was I was speaking at, and you were you were there as a participant in the workshop. Yep, but your memory has not faulted. That is correct. <laughs> I was That's in cool. high school back then. <laughs> Oh well, well, and now and now here you are running your own podcast, um, yeah, which it. is so cool. And no, I thanks, thank you for having um, me on as a guest. You're more than welcome. So, if you could start off by telling us a bit more about who you are. Yeah, sure. Um, so you obviously know my name. Yep. I'm a husband to Laura. I'm a humanities teacher and professional musician. I have a lot of idiosyncrasies. I'm a clean freak. <laughs> I'm a hobby gamer. Uh, I love tinkering with things. Um, I guess for the rest, you might have to ask my wife or a family member. I think they might be able to provide you with a better description. I tend <laughs> to give somewhat of a, of a limited perspective. <laughs> yeah. And what would you say is yeah. like your mission in life? My mission in life, um, well, I guess my mission in life is pretty simple. I want to feel like I'm doing something meaningful and helping others mm-hmm. find their purpose in the process. You know, I I really believe in making good decisions and doing something each day that uh, my future self will thank me for. I don't know how much you remember of that workshop five years ago. In fact, I don't know how much I remember, but I think that, you know, when I'm, when I'm speaking with people like that day in that workshop to talking about sorts of things that passionate about that's where my mission is in that moment is when I feel that like that through through speaking with others even like this even like what we're doing right now you know I feel I feel inspired it helps me to understand myself more and who I am and in that process hopefully it helps the other person understand a little bit more about like what it is that they're passionate about and I suppose it's one of the reasons for you starting this podcast is you obviously felt like there was something in starting this podcast that was able to help you find your mission. And so the things that I'm doing at the moment um, yeah, uh, are in alignment with my mission. So I think that that's a good answer to the question. At least it's a good start because, yeah, uh, that would be what I set to accomplish every day for the most part, yeah. I would probably say that you're someone who likes to create an impact. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
How much, just out of curiosity, how much do you remember about the workshop? Because now that I've mentioned it before, I'm trying to think myself exactly what the topic was. But do you, do you remember? Then it was like to do with leadership and social, like social innovation ideas. And Mm. it was a while ago, so it is like hard to remember. But I do remember leaving that workshop feeling very inspired by your story. My, my family and friends tell me that I, I do have somewhat of a photographic memory and I can tell you I do remember that day and I remember you very well just for the simple reason that as I was speaking about what it was I was talking about, I remember seeing a few people who were clearly impacted by what I was speaking about and I guess that that's, what's hap- that's what happens when you speak about something you're passionate about. And I remember thinking, wow, I think, I think this this girl right here is being really impacted by this, and that's that's awesome, you know. And then we got to chat afterwards, and I remember you telling me a bit about yeah how you resonated with my story. So when you initially asked me to be on this podcast, I was really excited to catch up with you again. And I think that uh, yeah, th- this this was my mission for today, you know, was to <laughs> was to have this meeting with you and um, just to catch up again. Yeah, I would say the things that I resonated with your story sort of aligned with my mission, I guess, as well, because I've been volunteering in my area for eight years now so I've always kind of to test different ideas and I've done different community things and leadership Mm -hmm. and yeah I've just kind of I guess I've been impacted by your story right it's crazy how like long ago that was and where I've grown yeah uh, totally I mean like (laughs) It's been it's been a, it's been a very very long time, yep. like for myself as well. And what can I say? Like 2020, and what a year it's been this year. And I I look back on that, and I think that I think you were going to ask me something about that as well. <laughs> I don't know how much to talk about that story. I suppose yep. that for our listeners, they're like, what's what's the story? What's ahead? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so going into how would you feel about your success with Bendigo for homeless youth a few years back? Yeah, I, I think this, this is something I, I love to talk about because it's, I feel it's really shaped me to, uh, into who I am today, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, if I go back to the start of 2012, I was 18 years of age and I was, I, I just enrolled in a Bachelor of Education at university and, yeah. you know, I was in my first year and a few months into that was when I met a couple of students I encountered a couple of students who were yeah, living in a homelessness situation, which kind of really shocked me because, like, Bendigo is one of the largest regional communities in Victoria. And to, to, to learn there was homelessness in my community really shocked me. So at the age of 18, I called my friend, Chris. I said, I'd love to do something, like we should put our musical talent together to raise a little bit of money. And then, as you know, of course, <laughs> we ended up raising not only a few dollars, at $100,000 in 2012. And at the end of that year, a very prominent philanthropic organization in the country pledged to donate $4 for every dollar we'd raised. So $100,000 became half a million dollars for youth homelessness in Bendigo. And, and what that has done since with with a like a large-scale housing project that is still there to this day is, you know, is so fantastic. And so, and, 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 and then of course, um, being a Latrobe student was partially the reason why Latrobe uh, invited me to speak at the Next Generation Youth Forum, which, which, come to think of it, was that workshop yeah. that you attended. And so, you know, I look back on all of that and I think I'm so proud of, well, of course, what we accomplished and, and to help 
help the people of, of Bendigo and regional Victoria with housing. But like, there are so many things that were amazing about that year. Like, I've I've met so many friends. You and you and me. Like, we would probably <laughs> wouldn't be having this conversation now if it weren't for me. Like, following what I felt I had to do yeah. that year. And even like we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit about op hop in a few <laughs> minutes, and like even that is 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 again another result of of the choices that I made in 2012. And so so I feel I feel encouraged, you know, I feel inspired after Bendigo for Homeless Youth, and I learned a lot about myself uh, in the process. I think I learned a lot about myself and what my strengths were and weaknesses. And I mean, <laughs> I think I think like like you're like you're, you're 23 now, right? Like five years ago, you were 18, yeah. And yeah. yeah. That's like the age that I was when <laughs> I was doing all of this stuff, not really not having a clue what I was doing, and I was sort of thrown into the deep end, I guess, a, a young, passionate guy wanting to do stuff. And just being like, wow, like, <laughs> I'm so grateful for the people around me. I'm really grateful for the mentors that I had around me at that time who were able to help and guide me. And, uh, yeah, I, I look back on that with fondness, I guess. How did you navigate through all that territory that's unknown at that time? I was very grateful for the support of my then-girlfriend and now-wife, Laura. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> She had she had come into my life around that time, and she was studying. Um, she was doing her bachelor of criminology and sociology at Melbourne University at okay. that time. So yeah. she was able to bring some logic and grounding to my <laughs> exuberance, I guess. Uh, you know, I said, "Oh, I said, I, Laura, I want to raise one hundred thousand dollars for youth homelessness." Well, in fact, before that, it was I just want to raise some money. But then, it, <laughs> then of course, I really set a goal to, to yeah. do stuff. And she said, "Oh, are you sure about that? Like, you know, that's a big commitment." And just <laughs> like, you know, so so she, she was, I guess, the first and foremost voice of logic in my life, which you know I think is good. Like in any team, it's good to have different voices and you know people to keep you grounded and things. And then, of yeah. course, I had people around me, like my friend Chris, who I mentioned earlier. It was a little bit older, a bit more experienced in this stuff with me. And then uh, naturally things progressed. Like once we received our sponsorship from the Bendigo Bank, then I was introduced to a great man by the name of Philip Lazenby. Philip Lazenby, he uh, he was the CEO of Bendigo Telco back in those days in 2012. And he really took me under his wing, you know. He really took me under and gave me a lot of advice and a lot of assistance about what I was doing and like, what to do and what not to do and just encouraged me to, you know, look beyond look beyond Bendigo for Homeless Youth into sort of more about, like, who I wanted to be and, yeah, really helped me to, I guess, see uh, beyond beyond what was to come. And I'm really grateful to him for the advice he gave me because I feel that I've been applying a lot of those principles in my life over the last, say, well, probably since we've seen, we saw each other in 2015. I've been doing so many things in my teaching. Like, as you know, I, I work Monday to Friday as a, as a humanities yeah. teacher. And then on the weekends, I, I go and uh, I do my music events. And in all of those things, I've been applying those principles that, uh, that Phil taught me. And then going into op-hop with this new and exciting adventure is like, again, those principles are being applied and you know, I love how everything comes together. It's like my daily mission is being. I feel my daily mission is being accomplished as I put these principles into action. And I'm sure you, you no doubt feel the same. Like with every guest you speak to on this podcast, or like with every sort of everything you do with Heal by Gut, which, which by the way, just that is such a great. It's such such a great thing. Like I've been so focused on. I know you talk a little bit about like microbiomes and stuff, yeah. and 
it's so great that that's what you're doing because <laughs> that was one of my goals that I set for myself in 2020 <laughs> was to heal my own gut and make sure that I'm yeah, consuming the uh, the right foods and uh, just drinking plenty of water, which a lot of people don't consume enough water. <laughs> exactly. I really like how you were saying about looking beyond and going outside your comfort zone, following your gut instinct. I think a lot of people would have been at 18 second-guess that whole idea and not gone ahead with it. But I think what you showed was that you were able to be determined towards that goal that you originally set out for. Mm. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it's it's like my... I, I can't... I can't underemphasize like my parents support as well my dad Lincoln and my mum Janet like they've always been there for me encouraging me to be who I want to be you know and, and do the things that I want to do and like they never forced me down one path or another you know they, they said find your values they always told me find your values they, they said this to both my sister and I find your values and shape your life around your values not the other way around like don't be conformed to something that you don't truly believe in or that you can't truly adhere to like find your values and shape your life around that and of course i value things like authenticity and integrity and and doing things that are for the benefit of other people and it's it's a fulfilling life you know and i know how fulfilling it is because i get to live it most days uh, some days are hard I, I know that i think you you interviewed a, a, a was it gabe in episode okay. one yep. of the episodes and I, I listened to that podcast by the way I um yeah, he's one of my closest friends he's a great guy that that was that was such a great podcast and a lot of what Gabe had to say resonated with me because to tell you the truth there have been some ups and downs um in my own mental health over the over the last few years uh just with with natural circumstances come in you know but that's that's the way life rolls on i think and it's, it's so great if we stop and we're grateful and we look at the people who are in our lives around us who love and care about us we can weather those storms and those storms can pass the sun can come out again and you know we can continue on um living and doing what we're meant to be doing yep that's i couldn't put it better myself <laughs> that's cool i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm glad that that resonates i I throw I, another. I, I mentioned earlier I have a lot of idiosyncrasies, and one of those is, of course, analogies. Yep. As an analogy for everything, and my wife Laura is always like, "Oh, here you go with another analogy. <laughs> here we go. Here we go again. What's it going to be this time? It's either an analogy or a metaphor or something else." And I say, "My apologies. It's, it's, a, it's a teaching. It's a teaching habit. My students, <laughs> my students would say the same." What is about? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you asked. So, so yeah, so Op-Hop is, um, is the new project that I'm working on now and I have been for I'd say, the last 24 months. So put it simply, if you're an op shopper, you'll be very, very excited about this app that my friend uh, Zeb and I are developing. So Op-Hop will be Australia's first full-featured op shopping app. It will basically allow you to find, navigate and track every element of your op shopping journey. So Two years ago, my old school buddy Zeb, short for Zebulon, I actually call him Led Zebulon, like a bit of a spin-off <laughs> of Led Zeppelin. I've never heard um, of that name before. No, I tell him that. So it's a very unique name. I, I believe it. it's one of the 12 tribes of Israel in the, okay. uh, in the Bible. There's a tribe of Zebulon that was named after that, apparently. But, but, but of course, if you say, hey, Zebulon, he says, oh, it, it, it's Zeb. It's just yeah. Zeb. 
So he's a he's a he's a really passionate op shopper, and um, he cares deeply about the environment and waste reduction. And basically, when he called me, he told me about this app that he had in mind. And and given my previous experience in the charity industry, he asked me to be the co-founder, which I was really thrilled with. So, you know, we both believe in creating something that will have an environmental, economic, and ethical impact on consumerism in the country. Which, given the current the current global crisis, is more important than ever. And my wife Laura, she's crazy about op shopping. Her nan volunteered in the store for 25 years, so I've been learning a lot more about all of this in recent times. I've been op shopping myself. I've been learning about the circular economy, the importance of ethical and slow fashion, and so our app is not yet developed. It is being developed, but it's not yet developed. It is coming soon to、uh, the app store, and we're having some very very exciting discussions with some、um, key players in the industry, and it's going to be fantastic when the app is available because. There are nearly 2,500 stores in around the country, and there are a lot of passionate op shoppers in the country. And even if you're not a passionate op shopper,、um, and you go op shopping from time to time, you should become one. You, absolutely, <laughs> oh, you, you said it. You took the words out of my mouth. Like, yeah, even if you,、uh, if, you're right. There's every reason to, I think, yeah, to look into it at least more, and to look into the impact, you know, that things like fast fashion has. On our planet, on our environment,、um, on our economy,、uh, something like six tons of land of of clothing, of fabric, end up in landfill every ten minutes in Australia. Double check my facts to make sure that's accurate, but it is something like that. It's 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 such a astronomical amount that end up ends up in landfill, and so so the fact that this app is going to be free for the for the user.、Yeah. Um, Gives yeah provides the user with every incentive to to use our app and you know the the, the name Op Hop it's it's kind of <laughs> it's funny but it's pretty simple like the, the name Op Hop really came about because you know, Op Shop Op Hop and、yeah. then the idea is that our little、uh, our little kangaroo logo is、uh, sort of I guess a way to. When you're finding your stores, you're navigating them. When you open your app, you'll be able to kind of like go, okay, I want to go from this op shop to this op shop to this op shop, and you basically follow the little kangaroo who hops between stores and goes to the next store. So that's the、uh, that's the idea with that. So if that excites you,、um, then hopefully it will it will excite others as well, Jackie. When does the app is released? I guess sort of is released. Yeah, it's it's sort of hard to、uh, to put a date on it.、Uh, we have some additional funding that we、uh, that we do need to to raise. We're hopeful, you know, that it will be sometime next year. Okay. Hopeful, but、um, yeah, we'll we'll we just have to see what happens with that a little bit. See what comes of these exciting discussions that we're having and play it by ear a little bit. But we do hope it's coming soon. You know, like sooner rather than later. Yeah, and where can people find out more information about it? Yeah, so、uh, we have a Facebook page. You can go to Op Hop O P H O P.、Uh, you can also visit our website, all the W's, Op Hop dot com dot au, and you can read a little bit more about our philosophy,、um, our values, a bit more about the app, exactly what it is and how it works.、Um, and we have an Instagram. As well, and a LinkedIn account for anybody who only uses one of those platforms. Yeah, go and have a look. I encourage everyone to go check out, see how it ends up going out, and hopefully, eventually, there'll be an app that people can use. Absolutely.
it's it's so exciting you know it's so exciting to be a part of something like this for myself and i'm excited like i've been sharing i've been sharing yeah the fact that i'm working on this with family and friends and it's like friends who i didn't know what op shoppers and they're like oh my goodness this is the best like you know this is the best thing like there's going to be an app so i can find where all of my op shops are and like down down the track jackie like we want to be able to implement some features into the app so that uh, the user can actually see what is a little bit of what is in those stores and sort of where the next store is in close proximity that has certain items. So, for example, if you look, if you're going to be looking for uh, household items uh, or furniture uh, or clothing, the idea is that uh, down the track with our app, you'll be able to sort of go, "Cool, I can see exactly where I'm going and sort of exactly what uh, each store has in the way of those items." So, yeah, I think. We're really hopeful, you know, we're really optimistic that it will change the way that um, the people shop in the country. And then for the stores, it'll be great because it's bringing more people into into those stores, which is really good for them too. So, yeah, it's exciting on all fronts, I think. And um, I'll be able to keep you updated. Definitely. Well, <laughs> keep me updated because I would, yeah, I'd love to know more about it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. We could Maybe we can do another interview one day and... Uh, <laughs> When, when things have kicked off and we can talk again then. Yeah, sounds good. And who inspires you, Luke? Who inspires me? Uh, you know, there's. I'm, I'm inclined to say that it's, without naming anyone in particular, I mean, look, obviously there are people in my in my life who inspire me, like my, my wife inspires me every day with her attitude to her work and she cares for people. My, my parents as well, like my... <clears throat> my dad's a, a police officer and the way that he's handled this whole year with 2020 and the and the, the difficulties that some of the police have been facing, you know, like his, his attitude has been very optimistic and he's very understanding of what's happening and his attitude's really inspired me, like the kindness that he's shown in the role, in the difficult role that he has to play. As, aside from my family and friends, you know, I, I think that anybody who's prepared to to you know embody those values that are important to me like authenticity and integrity and somebody who's living out their mission and and being true to that like that inspires me you know like it's really not 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 all that hard to inspire me i guess jackie is what i'm saying like what when i heard that you were, when you sent me that initial email saying that you were you'd started a podcast i must admit that was a dose of inspiration for me it was like oh wow i was like this is jackie from next generation youth forum who was a high school student and now she's gone out and started her own podcast doing what she believes in what she's passionate about anybody who's prepared to do that inspires me you know i i think that i i, I once heard a quote that you're the sum total of everybody you've ever met and i yeah. think that for all of us we can look at not just one not just two but a whole host of people i suppose who who we've taken little bits of inspiration from and and they they make us who we are so i think there are there are too many people on my inspiration list to thank so if i try to name them all we might be here for a little while but if, if I if I if I may ask you on because I'm I'm naturally curious and yeah. I don't know if you've talked about this um, to your listeners but like who would you say inspires you? Well, it's a really good question. There's sort of like a multitude of answers. Like you were saying, it's mm. hard to pinpoint one person, but I would say probably people who I've come across during my work experience, different youth workers that I worked alongside, or people who just go about life and they 
have so much passion and zest and they have a mission that's inspiring to me. People like yourself, obviously, who know from get-go that they're born to do this type of work. Mm. They don't even see it as work. It's just their calling in life. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, that's, that's yeah, that's really cool. That's sort of like what my parents would always tell me is like, yeah, it's it's, it's that shaping your life based around your values yeah. and definitely... That's, that's really awesome. Got a vision board that's and one of my favourite quotes is that resonates with me is like, be the change you wish to see in the world. And I think it's yeah, like Gandhi. Gandhi. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I just find it like so impactful. Every day I read it and it reminds me like I can create like individual change by creating like a podcast or if I do volunteering or whatever I'm doing, it's kind of like I'm creating that impact myself. That ripple effect? Definitely. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. Yeah, creating that ripple effect. Absolutely. And, like, you just, yeah, you, you can never know who's, um, who's listening and, so and how much how much these little doses of inspiration can actually move and shift the listener. I know, I know that from experience of listening to so many podcasts, you know, like I, I, which I do, I listen to quite a lot. And often the things that are said in those interviews really resonate with me and they, they give me that dose of inspiration that I feel I've, I need in my life at that time and particularly a few years back when I was having quite a difficult time I think where I was suffering with a bit of a loss of purpose and I was kind of in limbo you know like I I had even even though in reality I had a lot of good things happening around me and a lot of amazing people I couldn't I I couldn't quite see that at the time I think I temporarily lost sight of that and um, some of the things that I would hear in podcasts which I listen to quite a lot would help to point me back to seeing really uh, how how great my life was, you know, and how abundant it was and allowed me to, not allowed me, but reminded me to practice gratitude on a daily basis. Yeah, we can never under, underestimate, I guess, the importance of yeah, our words and how they resonate with people. And um, I really do hope, I hope our, li- our listeners are, are enjoying, like, um, yeah, the discussion. And I think that, uh, you know, you're being yourself, I'm being myself. What more can we do? That's you're taking all the words out of my mouth today. It sounds like we're writing a speech together, doesn't it? But, we're on the same page, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. It's cool. Yeah, that's what I love. Yeah, we are on the same page, for sure. For sure. Yeah, normally I, I think, I'm guiding, yeah. Yeah, well, I think, I guess that's why the the content of my workshop five years ago resonated with you so strongly because obviously what I was talking about was resonating with your own values and it's it's so cool, like it's so cool that we, um, that you've kept in touch and I've kept in touch and we've sort of kept in touch over the last five years because, yeah, we obviously have something that we can achieve whether it's in a direct way or an indirect way, there's some stuff that we can do together. So that's really cool. Definitely. Where do you see yourself in the next six months? In the next in the next six <laughs> months. Um, at the start of this year, before, obviously, before uh, the, the COVID-19 stuff, yeah. which we haven't really talked about, but I don't think we need to because it's everybody's aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been a, a disruptive year, I think, for a lot of people. Certainly a lot of my teaching colleagues, it's been one of the most difficult years I've ever had to face. And at the start of this year, I set myself some goals as I normally do. And um, I created this Google document called Visions for Life. And I really wanted to get clearer about sort of, yeah, where I did see myself in, you know, three, six, 12 months from this time. And also for my wife as well. We wanted to set our own goals so that we could keep each other accountable. 
to those. And, and I think that I, I, I go back to those, to that Google Doc from time to time and just get a little bit of, of a, an idea of where I'm at with some of those goals I've set. So if we talk about healing my gut, for example, like I set myself a, mm-hmm. um, a physical health goal to, uh, to, to feel better within my digestive system and also to, like I've been doing a lot of, a lot of weights and a lot of cardio and I set myself a goal of reaching 12% body fat, which technically puts me in the athlete range, which coming from where I was at 20%, like I had a lot of work to do. But most of this year, I've been keeping up with my health and I've been doing a lot of cardio. And I'm my last measurement, I was 15% body fat and I'm feeling so much better than I was. And so in six months, in terms of my, phys- in terms of my physical health, I hope to have achieved that physical health goal. There are so many other goals that I've set like in terms of, of, of things like with Ophop, there is goals that I've set in terms of like reaching out to family that I haven't spoke to in a while, trying new hobbies. I think in six months, I hope to be even more fulfilled than what I am now. And I, I think that because I really enjoy meaningful relationships, I hope to, I hope that the relationships I have in my life are even more meaningful than what they are now. And the other part of your question, because I was reading the question when you sent it through uh, before our interview, and uh, I noticed the second part of it, of the question was, what small habits will help you get uh, towards your goal? And one of the habits that I've been developing, <laughs> you might be able to resonate with this, is, is delayed gratification. Yeah. It's like be, being able to... Um, being able to put off sort of that instant gratification and, and that instant feel-good hit, you know, that instant dopamine reward for sort of a delayed reward, which I guess comes back to doing something today that your future self will thank you for. I've been applying that, or my wife and I have been applying that to our physical health, um, to our personal finances, to our business, to our um, to our relationships with our friends. We've been applying that little habit. It's, it's exciting, you know, when you can see progress in your life of working toward a goal it's, it's so fulfilling. It's it's like uh, I believe that we we should never stop setting goals because it's easy to achieve one goal and then to sort of feel feel a bit flat about oh but well, what's next? But by constantly setting small goals and achieving them, you know we're able to be constantly moving in that direction. And you know we hope to have a family one day ourselves, like we don't have any children, and that's something that we hope to be able to achieve. I I, w- I would put that up there as a goal, you know and my wife and I and um, we want to make sure we can be the best parents that we can be as well who knows in six months maybe I'll see myself as a dad potentially um, but, but at the very least I'd like, I would like to think that at the end six months I see myself yeah living li- living the best life that I can and I think that anyone would want that really I think we all want to desire to live better lives however we can we can't underestimate the importance that our family and friends play in helping us achieve that yeah and I've just got one final question, just because of out of curiosity. How do you and your wife work as a team to be at your best self? Oh, wow, that's a great question. <laughs> you know, we, if you look at us on paper, you probably won't find two more different people. <laughs> my, my wife is introverted, I'm extroverted. I'm a, I don't know if you're familiar with the five love languages. Yes, like, I am. Yeah, I'm so, all over so it. I'm, <laughs> You're, you're all over it, you're yeah, all over it. What are, your love, what, are your, what are your love languages, just quickly? Um, mine is acts of service. Acts of service, okay. So you have the same love language <laughs> as what my wife, Laura, does. She's acts of service. And I am uh, quality time and a bit of physical touch. You know, I don't mind a hug, don't mind a pat on the back. <laughs> I think understanding each other's love language and where each other is coming from helps us work um, as a team really well. And, and uh, yeah, we've been together for nearly 10 years now, which has gone really, really fast. Like we met when we were 18 and now we're both 28 and that time has flown. But yeah, we've learned so much 
about how each other works as a team over the last 10 years or nearly 10 years and um, I'm sure that will hopefully continue but yes it's a, it's a journey yeah. and I think a lot of people out there know what I'm talking about when I say it's a journey <laughs> it's a journey of uh, constant learning and um, constantly uh, growing together. Do you have any like wisdom I guess since you are a bit older than me in order to like know when you've found someone who understands you? Question. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, I, I don't know if I can provide a full answer that will do that question justice, but what I can say is that when Laura and I first met, we immediately identified that we shared values that were important to the both of, to the both of us. Yeah. Like we, we immediately realised that we both cared about about the well-being of people. We both cared about inspiring people and helping others to grow, and that's reflected in our professions. Like uh, me as a teacher and Laura as a social worker. Like what she does in helping people is is really amazing. Like she has a real gift for that. And so, another piece of advice, um, if I could probably probably write an essay on this, but for the sake of time, my only piece of advice would be to uh, ensure that your values are congruent and that you do share similar values to each other because really that's that's what a relationship is built on ultimately and that's what we've learned after after nearly 10 years of being together is that we always come back to that that we share the same values uh, that help us understand each other and help us grow and even though we have differences whether it be personality or preferences and we always come back to like we work well as a team because we care about the same things and we're able to uh, offer each other advice regarding those things. You know, I'll ask Laura, like, how do you think I'm going? What can I do better? She'll ask me the same. And, you know, we're constantly helping helping each other to grow and develop in our relationship together. And, you know, then, then we're able to go out into the world then, you know, out of our own house and do the same with other people and help them grow and develop. And um, it's, um, it's what helps us, I think, work together as a couple. And it's that almost that law of attraction, like when you're being yourself, you will attract the right people into your life. And it's it's so awesome, like the people that we have in our lives now um, that we didn't say five years ago. Like we have so many great people, great friends in our lives and you know, we're tremendously thankful for that. So yeah, where we'll be in six months, you know, is, is hopefully yeah, even even better and even even stronger. And then yeah, going forth, you know, one, two, three years, we can never know what's going to happen, but yeah, we can always be in the present and be mindful of all these things. So. It seems like you've struck gold and that you're a pretty lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. I, 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 I definitely am. You know, and and um, I think that yeah, Laura's, Laura's slightly luckier, but uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're both we're both um, we're both very thankful to have each other and yeah, to be able to yeah constantly do all those things and. Uh, even what Laura's working on at the moment is um, something quite exciting. And, like while while I have the op-op stuff, Laura's working on um, a project uh, called Forwards, uh, F-W-A-R-D-S, which is um, she's working with a, um, a friend of a friend, um, a, a friend named Athel Hand from the, uh, from the Queensland area who is a nurse and he suffered burnout some years ago and so he's developing his own app to help doctors and nurses take mm-hmm. care of their own mental health and well-being which is again something that's so needed in this time with the current crisis yeah if anybody wanted to learn more about that they could go and check out forwards on the facebook page or 
So there's a lot happening, a lot, always a lot happening in our household, and it's, it's what keeps us going every day. I'd just like to say a big thank you for your time today, and I appreciate that you've shared your story and seeing how active that you've continued to be as in your community is incredibly inspiring. No, thank you, Jackie. Like, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, like, a platform to come on and talk about this sort of stuff. And, like, it's awesome uh, what you're doing. And uh, this podcast is a brilliant form of self-expression, you know, and I'm sure it will continue to grow um, based on what you're doing. So, yeah. So thank you for uh, for inspiring me as well. You know, I think inspiration is always a reciprocal thing. Like, it goes both ways. And, um it's been awesome reconnecting with you this morning after so long and I look forward to staying in touch with you. Yeah, all the best for your future. Thanks so much. We'll, um, we'll talk again soon. We'll talk soon. I am so grateful for Luke to offer his time to come on today's episode. It is so important to show courage at an event and speak to the presenter afterwards as I have had two guests from networking this season already. To follow more of Luke's journey, you can like OpHop on Facebook and Instagram at OpHopOfficial. Now to end the show, I will have three short snippets from Katie, who is a lady from Melbourne who is an OpShop lover. You can follow her Instagram page at OpShopStyleAU. Enjoy. I could probably chat to you for hours about the benefits of secondhand shopping, but I will go over just a few of my top highlights. Um, First and foremost, you reduce your carbon footprint when you op shop. I was reading an article the other day that talked about um, how 2,700 liters of water go into making just one new retail t-shirt. So just think of how much water you can save if you bought that t-shirt secondhand. Um, Secondly, secondhand shopping is a lot of fun. I love uh, going out on the weekends and hitting up three to four op shops um, and seeing what I can find. I view it as a treasure hunt almost. I love coming home and kind of seeing if I can find the retail value of the item and comparing it to how much I purchased it for. Usually it's uh, often a quarter to even a tenth of the price. Um, and you can not only save money, you a lot of people make money secondhand shopping. Um, you can start an extra side hustle or some people do it full time selling um, items on eBay Depop, or even Instagram. I personally have started my own e-commerce site selling candles made out of repurposed containers that I've found at secondhand shops. My favorite secondhand stores to go to in Victoria. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, There's so many. Uh, I would say the ones that I most frequent would be in the North Melbourne area where I live. The one that I frequent the most, I would say, would be the Fairfield Southwest. 
uh, it's in an upper middle class area and that's kind of reflected in the items that you find there. I always I often find things still with the retail price tag still on them. I also love the Abbotsford Salvos, uh, mostly for, well, they have a lot of all around good items there, but they do have a massive furniture section. So if you're looking to redo your apartment or home, um, the Abbotsford Salvos is the place to go. Lastly, I would say the Sabres in Brunswick is a great secondhand store to go to. Just make sure you have uh, a few hours to spend there because it's absolutely massive, but you're sure to come out with a few cool pieces when you go there. Now, I moved to Melbourne from Los Angeles a little under three years ago now, and it's funny people ask me what I miss the most about Los Angeles. And of course, outside of my friends and family, I always say the goodwill on Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, and that is where I found one of my most favorite items. And that would be a Marc Jacobs ruffly jean jacket. It's a staple piece in my wardrobe that I try to incorporate in almost every outfit I wear. My favorite item that I found here in Melbourne, um, and I am an absolute shoe fanatic, so this is an, an amazing find for me, would be uh, leather Christian Louis Vuitton boots that were, of course, in my size and basically brand new. And I got them for $35, which was just incredible.